Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Ooh, what's going on? Oh, man, you know, I'm feeling real good right now. I uh, got, got to vote, so I feel real good about that. Also, got my man Jalen Rager in a trade today. So, yeah, I'm getting more and more shares of the Rager. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good day right now. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, make sure y'all get out there and vote uh, November 3rd. But you could do it early, but make sure you go out there. Uh, you know, because everybody's everybody's voice counts, so make make yours heard as well. But uh, Jalen Rager uh, activated off the IR. Is that is that is that official, Greg? Uh, I'm not sure if it's official. I know he's wait, waiting to get cleared off uh, for by the team doctors today. Uh, I could we could definitely look that up, but he's he's set to return. He's looking good in practice so far. Yeah, I mean, apparently everything's looking good with the return from the thumb injury. Uh, so he will slide in as uh, the Z receiver taking over Deshaun Jackson's previous uh, spot, who's, who is on IR himself. And Travis Fulgham uh, continue to stay, uh, will continue to be locked and loaded as the X receiver. Uh, probably not going to see those 10 targets a game he was seeing, but um, you know, definitely expect him to still be productive, mm-hmm. even with Rager being, uh, being added to this, into the mix. But, uh, Breaking down some some games, man. Game yes, previews, part one. Uh, if you have not heard Thursday Night Football, go back and listen to that. You'll also catch our streams of the week uh, in that episode as well. That'll be episode 109. Uh, but today we do our part one previews. Of course, tomorrow our part two previews and our starts of the week. So don't want to miss that. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. We're covering eight games today, starting with the... Four and two Indianapolis Colts traveling to Detroit to take on the three and three Detroit Lions. This is a 50 point over under. The Indianapolis Colts are two and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Detroit recently acquired defensive end Everson Griffin from the uh, Dallas Cowboys. He will not play in this game uh, after being traded due to COVID protocols. Uh, Adrian Peterson, running back for the Detroit Lions. He was limited participant in practice with an abdomen injury. Uh, and then on the Indianapolis side, Darius Leonard, uh, stud linebacker, he's he was a limited participant in practice with a groin. Looks like he'll return to action after missing a few games with that groin injury. And Mo Ali Cox, a limited participant with a knee injury that, that kept him out uh, the last game. So it uh, seems like he's on track to return. And then our guy, man, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Oh man! He oh, returned. Snap. He returned. Returned to practice. Uh, so, yeah. So he uh, m- could be a candidate to return off of the injured reserve list uh, this week, but uh, maybe potentially next week. So we're gonna have to see how that goes. But uh, somebody that you could potentially pick up and stash uh, ahead of uh, Sunday's games and, and kind of see where that goes, especially since we know that this team is uh, starving for pass catchers right now. So, Absolutely. Um, in terms of how this game breaks down, I'm taking the under here, going to take the Indianapolis Colts to cover and take the Colts to win. Uh, I'm In terms of how it plays out, Jonathan Taylor, you're playing him this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit gives up the fifth most fancy points to the running back position. And look, y'all, I know... You, I know we all wanted more from JT. He's he's been a bit underwhelming as the RB twenty one, uh, thirteen thirteen point one half PPR points per game, only one RB finish, 
uh, out of six games and one RB3 finish, but otherwise he's, he's basically been an RB2. Uh, but but I, I think this is the spot. You know, JT has been trending up in terms of his touches and his backfield. Uh, in week five, we, he saw a season-high 75% running back rush share. In week six, that rose to a season-high, or, or like, I, as I like to say, Greg, a 92 or career high 92.3% running back rush share. Um, now that led to only you know 12 carries as the Colts were down early. But either way, this this it seems like this uh, is trending more towards being JT's backfield in terms of rush attempts. And so I'm looking forward to seeing if that if that continues to uh, if we see that that trend continue at, uh, coming out of the bye week. But Hines will still see the bulk of the, the running back receiving work, but. I don't think he's playable this week in a game where the uh, the Colts are favorited. Um, T.Y. has been unplayable even in, in decent matchups, but I, I do like Marcus Johnson, who saw seven mm-hmm. targets last week. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to play Trey Burton, who's second on the team in, in target share since returning from, from his injury. Uh, on the Detroit side, Kenny G., Tenny, uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, they're really all I want to play against this Colts defense. I mean, I mean, we were having a conversation about DeAndre Swift. I was, you know, a little uh, hesitant to play him in this matchup. But after, you know, I, I was thinking about it as I was digging in this matchup and you and I spoke about it a little bit more. Um, you know, it is a tough matchup, but with Adrian Peterson potentially dealing with this abdomen injury, uh, you know, I like him better. He's trending up in terms of his running back rush share over the last two weeks since coming out of the bye. He's fourth on the team uh, with a 14% target share over the last three weeks. And, and obviously we know AP, he's not involved as a receiver. We basically saw Kenyon uh, on Johnson phase out of this offense in week seven. He, he didn't receive a target or a rush attempt. So um, DeAndre Swift continuing to to, to ascend in, in this backfield. So Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, yeah, I have the under in this game. I have the Colts also covering and the Colts winning. Um, on the indie side, I'm pretty much with you, uh, with pretty much everyone. Yeah, JT should dominate. Um, I think this is the spot. I think this is where he gets that. You get you that <coughs> RB one week. Um, Detroit giving up eight total touchdowns to the RB position. Um, Detroit secondary is also going to struggle, but you know the Colts strength is their running game. But for the for the three receivers, they do have favorable matchups. But I'm Leaning towards Marcus Johnson as well. He, you know, uh, he's trending up as far as target share, routes. Uh, he's running air yards and all that. Um, so he, him, and Zach Pascal are probably the ones to favor more. Um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah droppable candidate. But, you know, he's he's pretty much on all the all the ad the waiver wires that I've seen uh, thus far coming into this week. Um, Mo Ali Cox he's back, but I think Trey Burton. Uh, is the you know the tight end one in this offense uh, season how and routes run last week and receiving yards um, in sorry in week six before the bye so that's good for him uh, on Detroit side with you with Galladay and Hawkinson you're starting those guys regardless of matchup at this point I think these guys are trusted and uh, yeah DeAndre Swift I think it give you some some low and flex value uh, if not with some some yeah basically uh, yeah I think he, low and flex. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you would have him as a flex, right? I mean, yeah. uh, you you know, you obviously know what the upside is. You know, we've seen him have big games before. Um, we know that he's used around the goal line. Obviously, we're just we're just afraid of the matchup. But uh, it's just, uh, you know, if I if you have better options, then go there. Like, I mean, I'd rather flex Travis Fulgham than than. Uh, I agree with that. Yep. Then. DeAndre Swift, right? Yeah. Uh, matchup against Dallas. So, um, Justin Jefferson over DeAndre Swift in a matchup mm-hmm. against Green Bay. So, uh, those are routes that I'd rather go. But, um, you know, you obviously know what what, uh, what options you have. Uh, but moving on to the next matchup, Greg, we've got the 3-3 three and three Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cleveland to take on the 5-2 and two Cleveland Browns. This is a 53.5 point total. In terms of injuries, uh, wide receiver Kaderil Hodge also returning from the in, uh, injured reserve list potentially. Uh, he returned to practice. This is something that we're gonna have to monitor. I know that it's new for us, Greg. Um, but the injured reserve like return list, like yeah, it's like you almost never know when these guys come back. It's like you I just, know they like, hold them to like the like last that. moment. <laughs> the last mo- like Sterling Shepard 
you like he like I mean, and that snuck up on us because it was a Thursday game. Yep. Where it's like, oh, he's back at practice on Tuesday, and it's like he practiced Wednesday, and you know, and they're not even really practicing; they're in walkthroughs and for these Thursday night games. So, uh, you know, some of these guys sneak up on us, so we'll do a better job of tracking them. Uh, but Kadero Hodge returning from the injured reserve list. I only bring his name up because. Uh, Greg, you and I both thought that he was Odell one time, uh, reminded of us of Odell, and um, oh, he had the same like kind of gear on, everything like he just looked the same. <laughs> yeah, just looked the same. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, with Odell obviously missing, uh, potentially could uh, fill fill a void. If obviously we know Higgins is there, but just bring him up maybe for dynasty purposes. Uh, Austin Hooper. Tight end for the Browns, doubtful with the appendix injury, or you know, obviously had appendicitis. So uh, a bunch of guys are questionable for the Browns, but uh, including Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. Uh, for Vegas, Josh Jacobs, limited participant with a knee injury. He's been banged up all year, so that's just something to monitor there. Uh, Brian Edwards, uh, the rookie who uh, haunts me every day for a trade that I made. Uh, is returned to practice with that ankle and that foot injury. So, um, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this gun, I got uh, the over. I think this is going to be a high, very high-scoring game. I have the Raiders covering, though, and I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Um, I'm on, on the, you know, the Raiders' side, streaming the week. Derek Carr, you know how I feel about him. I think he should thrive. Uh, Nelson Aguilar and Hunter Renfro, I think, are good uh, in good spots this week to give you some some great flex upside. Um, could finish both as wide receiver twos. Uh, they're both leaders in target share with Darren Waller, uh, and both of their cornerback matchups are you know giving up about 14 plus uh, fantasy points per game. So they're in good spots as well. As, of course, with Darren Waller being the lead tight end one that he is, um, Josh Jacobs. He's a high in RB2 for me this week. Um, so, yeah, I think that this offense should be in a good spot uh, versus this Cleveland uh, secondary and um, should be able to get some uh, opportunities down the field. On the Cleveland side, uh, I think Baker is also in a good spot. I think I'm expecting a high-end QB2 week from him. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, all these peripherals and all the numbers. He's an RB1. Um, he's getting the RB1 production as far as touches, so continue to play him as such. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins, I think, are both uh, good plays. I think they, you know, I think Higgins might have some more upside. Um, Jarvis will get, you know, in PPR leagues, uh, Jarvis is going to get uh, the targets and receptions, but Higgins could, you know, get your touchdowns, get down the field. Um, he's His numbers are trending up, especially uh, without Odell last week. He definitely had a high as far as snapshot and everything, but it was all trending up before that at that point, so that's good for him. Uh, and Harrison Bryant, I think, is uh, your stream of the week. I think he has some tight end one upside as well in this matchup. Um, but pretty much, yeah, this is uh, going to be a nice uh, fantasy-friendly game, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, just... I just want to be clear on something. The two rec- the two receivers you were mentioning at the at the opening uh, that was Aguilar and then who else? Hunter Renfro and Hunter Renfro. Okay, got it. So uh, I'm taking the over, taking Cleveland to cover, taking <laughs> Cleveland to win. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why you're laughing, Greg, but both quarterbacks are streamable this week. Uh, I'd go Carr, uh, then Baker. Uh, if I had to rank them, but yeah. I like Darren Waller, obviously. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you, you're at a point where you have to play him. Uh, still waiting on that uh, reception work that we were we were told was coming, but um, still going to play him. Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Renfro, both those guys, great plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Hunter Renfro's got the great matchup. But let's not forget about the rookie, Henry Ruggs. Uh, True. No, you're I right. I think he's, he's, a, he's a potential blind spot. He's still been on the field. He's running the same amount of routes as Aguilar, uh, and you you know we we obviously know what he's capable of. So I think he's somebody that we got to you know potentially keep in mind. Maybe he's on waivers somewhere. So uh, you know go poking around. But for Cleveland, Kareem Hunt obviously a must play. He's in a great spot here. Uh, Vegas uh, not great against the run. Uh, so Kareem Hunt, this is a, a spot where he should really thrive. Um, and then Harrison Bryant, Rashad Higgins. They're obviously uh, good plays. Harrison Bryant, uh, my stream of the week, like you said, I think he has tight end one upside this week. Higgins, I think, in a great spot against Vegas. Uh, you know, definitely a, a great play. I'm still, I mean, even with the injury to, to Odell Beckham, I'm still really not that in on Landry. Uh, you know, I, I know he did see six targets last week, mm-hmm. but 
I just I mean I don't know. We've seen all year this op this offense operate without Landry, and and maybe Odell being out uh, will cause more targets to go to Landry. But I just think that this offense runs through the running backs and the tight ends, and you know, and Rashard Higgins can fill that down that downfield role that Odell was filling. So. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I I could be wrong, but I that's just where I'm at on Landry. I um, I could see Landry still getting like um hitting just a double digit like right around ten points honestly and get him get you a safe flex number. Yeah, I mean I, that's definitely possible. I just imag- imagining you know them running as much uh two tight end sets as they do. Landry's not in the slot as often. I mean he's. 28th in the league in slot snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even, I mean, he's only run 95 slots, uh, snaps out of the slot through seven weeks. So uh, I don't know where that ranks in his career, but I would imagine that would be pretty low. And yeah. We know he's a player that he, he, that he's most effective from the, from playing out of the, or from the slot. So, right. I just don't know if the if the if the role is really going to match the the efficiency that we're used to seeing from Jarvis Landry. But uh, moving on to the four and two L.A. Rams traveling to the three and three Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is a forty five and a half point total. The Rams are four point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Gerald Everett, he was a DMP with an illness. Uh, the tight end. For the L.A. Rams, other tight end, uh, Tyler Higby, he was a limited participant with a hand injury. And then for Miami, uh, Devontae Parker, he was limited with a groin. Uh, I think that he's going to try to go, though. I mean, Devontae Parker, he, he uh, I, I remember earlier in the year there was something on the broadcast, one of the broadcasts about him uh you know, missing games in the past with or missing practice with with nagging injuries, whether it was a hamstring or a foot or an ankle or something. But he's you know made it a, a really a pointed effort to not miss those games because that's part of being a professional. And he hasn't missed games, uh, you know, this year or last year, even when we thought that he'd be banged that he was too banged up. So uh, this may be something of a of a thing for Devonte Parker going forward. Uh, but uh, Someone who will not play in this game, uh, at least not that we we are aware of, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, not for injury, uh, because he was benched for the first round pick uh, to a tongue of Iloa. So uh, it's to a time officially in in Miami, uh, South Florida. So uh, no idea what to expect. To be honest, in this game, uh, I'm gonna take the under here, though. Gonna take the Rams to cover and the Rams to win. Uh, you have a tough matchup here for Tua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker obviously dealing with the groin injury, and you know he could potentially see some Jalen Ramsey in in this game. So, uh, I I would go somewhere else if I could uh, when you combine those two variables. Uh, but Miles Gaskin, Mike Gesicki, I think are the only Dolphins I'm looking to play, um, mainly because of of their positions and the economy of their positions, uh, rather than the fact I'm excited. I mean Gaskin, you obviously know that's he's safe. You know what you're gonna get, Mike Gesicki. Uh, you know, like I always say, when it comes to him, is like, he, what other tight end are you going to pick up that's gonna that has the potential to score twenty points? Uh, right. So I, you're going to start him, uh, but I think that's where I would stop in terms of Dolphins players. I'm looking to play. We haven't seen this offense with Tua. We really don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what his favorite weapons are going to be, or anything of that nature. So, uh, in terms of the uh, the Ram side. Uh, Robert Woods has a tough draw here. Uh, Miami's been pretty good against uh, wide receivers, especially on the outside. Uh, and over the last three weeks, uh, he's second on the team in target share with 19% uh, after leading the team to start the year. So it seems like we're in Cooper Cup season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been leading. He's been uh, seeing a team leading 23% target share over the last three weeks, seeing at least six targets in every game since week two. No other Rams pass catcher can say that. And he's got a great matchup here in the slot. He's getting the opportunities, just hasn't capitalized on them. And, and we know Cup is a great player, uh, should bounce back soon. Actually 
consider him a buy low when you look at his usage and the schedule. I would note, however, that the Rams are fluctuating their use of 12 personnel or two tight end sets, uh, being in the 30 to 40 percent range in neutral game script, up from the 15 to 25 percent range that they were, uh, you know, that they were in the start of the year. Uh, this makes Everett a viable play uh, if if healthy, uh, potentially. But this tight end situation could be a mess all year. Uh, but one thing I know that we both agree on, Greg, is we need more Daryl Henderson. More Daryl uh, Henderson. <laughs> please. He's been great all year. He looks like the best back right now. And I will continue to trot him out there until Sean McVay pulls a fast one out on us. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have the uh, So I have the under in this game. I'm taking the Rams to cover. I'm taking the Rams to win. Um, yeah, for the Rams side, Jared Goff, I like him as a high QB two. You know, he should have a – Miami's been a solid defense this year, but I think, you know, he'll put up some some solid numbers. Jared Goff won't kill you in this matchup. Uh, they are running it a lot, though. But So so Darrell Henderson is in a good spot as usual. 4.7 yards per carry. Um, he's third amongst running backs and red zone touches. I, we need more Darrell Henderson, man. More Antonio Gibson, more Darrell Henderson. In a game where uh, they should be favored, uh, this is a good spot for him. Uh, the receivers, you, I agree, Cooper Cup is in the best spot matchup-wise. Uh, Josh Reynolds is also trending up a little bit for uh, deeper leagues in mm-hmm. DFS. So mm-hmm. if you... Uh, want to you know take have the confidence to play him he's getting uh targeted in the red zone um and robert was your starting him of course um on the miami side yeah it's the first game for tua and we talked about your, your presence are aaron Darnold and jalen ramsey uh merry christmas so it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> definitely not yeah i'm definitely not uh excited about any of the receivers um only excited about yeah miles gaskin and mike Gusecki because mike Gusecki, the tight end position yeah, not a lot of upside that he can bring. <laughs> and Miles Gaston just been super safe this year. So, yeah, that's pretty much one with you on everything on there. Yeah, man. Uh, just more Dale Henderson. Also, stash to a, if, yeah. if, just in case, man. Because, yeah. like, we could totally be wrong here. We saw Justin Herbert have a big game. We've seen Joe Burrow look good. Um, I mean, I think, who do they play next week? Do we know, Greg? Um, I could check on that real quick. Um, but I, they I play mean, they play Arizona, so okay, that's a good matchup. that's a good matchup right there, yep, right? Uh, we obviously know, uh, you know, we obviously know that 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 game should probably come with a high total. Yep, uh, and then the Chargers, you know, week with after Arizona too. being and Chargers after, and then they get the Jets in Week Twelve, Cincinnati yep. Week Thirteen. So uh, it's a it's a pretty favorable schedule for the next mm-hmm. few weeks. So uh, Tua does you know does look good and has some streaming upside. So maybe if you have the roster spot, stash him on the bench uh, for now, and then uh, take advantage of of those matchups going forward. Yep. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we've got the one in five Minnesota Vikings traveling to Green Bay to take on the five and one Green Bay Packers 54 and a half point total the Green Bay Packers are six and a half point favorites in this divisional matchup in terms of injuries Aaron Jones for two straight days as we record this on Thursday has not uh, was a DMP at practice with that calf injury uh, he's trending towards being kept out again in week eight. Uh, tight end Robert Tunyon also still dealing with that ankle and knee injury that he suffered uh, two weeks ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he was a limited participant in practice. And then uh, kicker Mason Crosby was a DMP with a calf and a back injury. So something to note there if you roster Mason Crosby. In terms of Minnesota, uh, for Minnesota, in terms of their injuries, Mike Hughes, cornerback, was a DMP with a neck injury that's kept him out for. Uh, several games he's possible it's possible that he could end up on the ir so uh, another hit to this uh, vikings defense uh daniel hunter was also officially placed on the ir with the neck injury that has kept him out all year uh so he will not be coming back anytime too soon to save this defense uh, dalvin cook a uh, limited participant dealing with the groin, but he is expected to play. He has already mm-hmm. uh, been announced that he will play by, by head coach Mike Zimmer. So, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? I'm going to take the over. I'm taking Green Bay to cover. I'm taking Green Bay to win. Uh, 
if Minnesota, though, has any chance of winning this, it has to be the, the Dalvin Cook show. Um, you know, we know how green, how bad Green Bay is against the run. Dalvin Cook is back, so that's that's dope. Uh, and they're going to have to control the time of possession and run the ball down Green Bay's throat. So uh, either way, Dalvin Cook is going to be a bona fide RB1. Um, but uh, as far as the receivers, I think, you know, Green Bay will control this game as far as getting out and Aaron Rodgers to dominate. So uh, there's going to be some garbage time opportunities for both Thielen and Jefferson. Uh, so I think you're still starting both of those guys up, uh, even with a, a tough secondary and maybe a matchup versus Jai Alexander for both those guys. I see um, both of those guys, you know, starting with some some RB1 ups. I mean, wide receiver one upside because it seems like no matter what, even when they're down in games, uh, Kirk Cousins gets a deep one to, to uh, Jefferson at least in a touchdown to Thielen. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., he's definitely a tight end to start over the two, but I think you can find better options. Um, and for the Green Bay side, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, yeah, he's going to, he's in an excellent spot uh, against this weak Swiss cheese defense of the Minnesota secondary. Devontae Adams should absolutely dominate again. Um, he's just going to keep carrying people to wins. Uh, MVS is also in a good spot here if you need a, a risky boom flex, I think. Um, and Aaron Jones yet to practice, so fire up Jamal Williams. Uh, he's in store for another big week. Saw the bulk of the touches over A.J. Dillon last week, an 89% snap share. Uh, It was the Jamal Williams show. Um, Not going to use the second-round running back at all. So, yeah, Jamal Williams. Yeah, man, imagine if they used – imagine if they got a receiver. (laughs) Um, Yeah, imagine if they got a receiver. Denzel Mims. Oh, yeah, like Denzel Mims. really good. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if got a receiver Um, on one, too. Crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy, man. Justin Jefferson. Oh, man. Um, Anyways – I failed to mention that Alan Lazard actually will return to practice as well. Dealing, He had abdomen surgery, oh, or nice. core muscle surgery. So he returned to practice. So maybe we don't have to see MVS anymore. Yeah, um, hopefully. Potentially, <laughs> hopefully. Um, Minnesota uh, seems like they're in sell mode right now. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. taking the under here. Green Bay to cover. Green Bay to win the game. But seems like they're in sell mode right now. Trading they, they traded edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe to the Baltimore Ravens after acquiring him in September from Jacksonville. Uh, they recently placed Daniel Hunter on IR, like I previously mentioned. So this defense is not getting better anytime soon. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, uh, start him up, like you said, uh, Greg. Devontae Adams, start him up. I mean, he's he's going to continue to see uh, to dominate the target share. I mean, 16 targets last week. I don't see why that doesn't continue yep. this week. So Jamal Williams is a fine play if, if Aaron Jones can't go. Uh, for Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, he's a viable stream. Uh, Dalvin Cook expected to be back, so fire him up as a strong RB1 this week. Adam Thielen expected to be shadowed by Jair Alexander, but that wasn't a problem in week one. Uh, love Justin Jefferson, and you know, especially in, in this neg- with this negative game script here. So... Uh, yeah, it's definitely start those guys up. And then Irv Smith, yeah, I agree with you, man. Irv Smith could definitely play him in this in this matchup. Uh, what about Robert Tunyon? You didn't mention him. Are you playing him? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is – they are in favorable game script. Uh, so, you know, one of these random guys are going to score a touchdown. I just don't know which, which tight end would do it. Uh, I think – I mean, I think we could start both of our streams a week over Robert Tunyon and Irv Smith. Um, so – and both those guys are definitely out there, so that's probably where I'm yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I think Tunyon is really dealing with this ankle injury. Um, yeah. I mean, it it looked pretty bad against when he suffered it initially against Tampa Bay, uh, and you know he didn't he wasn't really effective in that game. He wasn't effective last game, um, so maybe he you know he he is dealing with with something there. So. Uh, He's somebody that maybe I'll just keep an eye on later down the road if he's available on waivers, if he gets frustrated. But I, I don't think I'd start him in this game. I agree with you. I'd start the uh, both of our streams. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the 2-4 and four New England Patriots. That just feels Ooh. weird saying. Oh, man. 2-4 and four <laughs> New England Patriots say traveling twice, to, <laughs> to Buffalo to, to take on the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills. This is a 43-point total. The Bills are four point favorites. Wow. I know, man. Uh, what world we've come to. <laughs> Buffalo has a bunch of guys questionable, but seems like everyone should be good to go. John Brown returned to practice, so that's good news for the Bills. Uh, Julian Edelman 
Uh, he suffered, he actually underwent surgery uh, on his knee and will be out some time. Uh, Damian Harris was limited participant with an ankle. Nikhil Harry was a DMP with a concussion uh, or the head injury that he's been dealing with. Uh, in terms of this game, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm taking New England to win. Ooh, um, ooh okay. Okay. Still yeah. not ready to hand over the torch yet. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> ready to do it. Uh, it's just, I, I said last week, I, I don't think Belichick's going to lose two in a row. And I was listening. I forgot what I, I forgot the podcast I was listening to. Forgive me. But, uh, you know, that person said that, you know, if Belichick had something, he would have pulled it out last week. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I agree. Belichick, would if he had it, he would have pulled it out last week. But I don't think Belichick's also, Belichick's also not the guy that said, well, I didn't have it last week, so, you know, not going to figure it out this week. You know, like, I, he's not he's not a quitter. He's a competitor. So, I, I'm just, this is the last shot that I'm giving them. Yeah. This is be. it. This, yeah. Is, this is the last shot that I'm giving them. But I'm going with New England. To win this game, okay. uh, Jacoby Myers had a 28.6% target share in Week Seven. So, uh, with the injuries at wide receiver, Julian Edelman to kill Harry, I expect that to continue going forward. Especially with Julian Edelman being uh, obviously, like I said, being out, uh, he 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 saw the second most snaps in the slot behind Edelman on Sunday. So, uh, we know about the Bills and the slot wide receiver. Uh, the slot receiver, you know, the, the Teron Johnson, he's our friend. So, yes, he uh, is. J- uh, Jacoby Myers <laughs> definitely has some intrigue this week. Uh, obviously, after last week, it's it's hard to recommend Cam as a play. Uh, but I I actually do like this buff this matchup here against Buffalo. This defense has been poor against both the pass and the run. After watching the last two weeks, though, it's really hard to plant a flag there with Cam. Um, for Buffalo, I think you can play Josh Allen. Because you know that the ceiling, you know what the ceiling brings. Uh, the floor has has been good, but like I said yesterday, I'm playing once over him this week. John Brown being back, uh, I think definitely does help this offense, though. I think maybe it helps Josh Allen as well. But uh, Diggs and, and Beasley are, are all I'm really willing to play in this matchup. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the pass to cover. But I'm going to take the Bills to win. Uh, this is still, it's really still hard, tough, like choosing against the Patriots. Um, this is probably like a game that will decide the division because it will be a pretty much a four game mm-hmm. lead for the Bills at this point. And it'd be probably pretty much impossible for the Pats to come back. Um, so on the Pats side, yeah, it's got to be a bounce back spot for Cam, though. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because in that regular trade, I did get Cam as well. So I'm 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 a believer in Cam and that he can bounce back and uh, make fantasy points happen. Um, I'm hoping that you know Bill Belichick's on the phone right now, getting him a receiver as we speak. Uh, so we'll see about mm-hmm. that. But uh, I think you know James White has to help him out. Uh, you know Jacoby Wise has to help him out, uh, and I think they they will help him out a little bit. So Cam is in the bounce back spot. Josh Allen on the other side. Uh, you know, I had him at that seven to twelve uh, QB range, so I think he finishes his low low one QB one. Um, both of these running backs, I, they're just pretty much low one flexes for me. Not really anything sexy, but they'll give you you know uh, maybe a, a ten point number or nine points. Um, and the receivers, yeah, um, John Brown is back, so maybe that helps for for later down the line. But uh, it's Cole Beasley as and uh, Diggs both as wide receiver twos. Yeah, I would uh, I would just add that if if Zach Moss is out there, I would add him on yeah. off of off of waivers. Um, yeah. I know I said I know I said previously that I would prefer like like a Wayne Gallman or maybe like one of these backs from from one of these other backfields, but Zach Moss's snaps and his mm-hmm. his touches have been trending uh, back to a closer to a fifty fifty split. So, like you were mentioning, Greg, I think uh, Zach Moss. Uh, definitely uh, is somebody that you can add because we know what that upside could be if, uh, you know, Devin Singletary, you know, decided he didn't want to play football on anymore. So Right, right, right. Um, uh, all right. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the 0-7 Ooh. New York Jets <laughs> traveling to Kansas City uh, to take on the 6-1 and Kansas City Chiefs. This is a 48-point total 
The Chiefs are 19 and a half point favorites. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you lovely people at home, that is an implied score of Chiefs 34, Jets 14. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, was a DMP with a groin on Wednesday. Uh as well as Thursday, so seems like he may be unlikely to go in this game. Uh, Brashad Perriman, also a DMP, we're dealing with the concussion. Um, Frank Gore was a limited participant with a hand injury. Um, actually, correction, uh, Jamison Crowder will, did return to practice. He yep. returned to mm-hmm. a limited practice uh, on Thursday, so uh, my apologies there. Um, but in terms of injuries for the Chiefs, uh, Sammy Watkins, he was a DMP with a hamstring injury. And then uh, defensive tackle, uh, Chris Jones, was limited with the groin injury. So, uh, Greg, you have the uh, honor of, of breaking down oh, this this wonder, uh, wonderful matchup for us first. So, I'm going to take the under. It's really tough. Like, 19 and a half is such a huge spread. Like, oh, man, like... But I, uh, I was I had the Jets written in, but I think Kansas City still covers nineteen and a half, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna take Kansas City to win. Um, yeah, on the on the Jets side, Lamichael P. Ryan and Crowder are really the only two guys that are fantasy viable. If Crowder goes, of course, he's always uh, in play, and Lamichael P. Ryan just he might fall into points, and he's being used as like you know how that Le'Veon Bell role getting targets and um, getting receptions, so he'll probably get. That's the not the Le'Veon Bell role. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> How they were supposed to use Le'Veon Bell that they they wanted to use him. So uh just getting he he might he'll get the majority of touches though. So, you know, it'd be nice to see that um in deeper leagues and in full point PPR leagues. On Kansas City, starting literally everyone. Literally anyone that can play in this game. Uh you're starting Mahomes, starting <laughs> Clyde, you're starting Tyreek Hill, you're starting Travis Kelsey, uh you're and you're starting Le'Veon Bell. I think you can start Le'Veon Bell, like this is the game script mm-hmm. for him. It's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le'Veon Bell in the mm-hmm. second half, like just in the red zone, he can score a touchdown. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of plays for the offense in this game. So I think you can start Le'Veon Bell as well. Yeah, bro, I'm with you. I'm taking the under. I am going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm taking the Chiefs to win. I, it's not that I don't think the Chiefs can cover the spread. I totally do think that they can cover it. I just don't know if the Jets can score 14. Uh, so True. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, in terms of the uh the fantasy, you know, analysis, Patrick Mahomes. If you want to, you want to call it that. You're, of course, you're playing Patrick Mahomes. You're playing Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and Le'Veon Bell. I think, like you said, this is the perfect game script for him. Uh, I don't see why you shouldn't play him in this game. Uh, and you know, I mean, I was I read an article that I think Rich Semini of ESPN said that uh, quoted a Jets player that said he hopes the Chiefs give it to him 20 times. I hope so too. I really do. I hope that he gets it 20 plus. I mean, let's think about that. You got a player on the New York Jets like saying that they hope that they give Le'Veon Bell the ball (laughs) 20 times. (laughs) Oh man, that's hilarious. Right? So like, I could imagine Le'Veon Bell scoring a touchdown and like the Jets defenders celebrating with him in the end zone. Like, <laughs> how crazy? How like how crazy could this be potentially? One on of those Sunday? like so, low key daps to a player real quick. Like you, you yeah. You know. Like the whole entire Jets defense just daps him up. Like <laughs> I could t- totally, bro. I could totally, I could totally see this. Yeah, I could totally I agree. see this happening. I so, agree. Uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. I would play him. Uh, I think I'm sticking to what I said, so uh, yeah, S O W. Catch that. Uh, Mims has been he has been interesting, but with this Kansas City b- defense being so good against the wide receiver, uh, I'm not I'm not going there. But again, all right. What if Crowder doesn't play? Are you willing to like in in a deep league or maybe even DFS? Are you even thinking about it, or is this matchup with uh, Kansas City against the wide receiver is that is that too scary? Um, I think if Crowder Kansas City play, currently sixth against the wide receiver. Yeah, it is good, but I I 
think there'll be literally no one else to throw to. Um, is Braxton Barrios playing if Crowder doesn't play? Braxton Barrios will play in the slot if Crowder doesn't play. But you know, again, Mims in in the first game without in last game without Crowder saw led the team in target share with the thirty one percent target share. Yeah, I think in a deeper league or in, yeah, I agree. I will, I will give it a shot. I will give it a shot if if Crowder doesn't go. Um, and you know, but he's. I think he's one of the more popular stashers in fantasy right now, like Mims and, and Rager and all of them. So definitely uh, there's hope coming. Yeah, I mean, Mims carries a significant discount because he is attached to Adam Gase and the New York Jets. So, That's true. Um, <laughs> definitely much cheaper. Um, all right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the – wow, that was the longest that we've actually spoken about the actual Jets side. I mean, yeah, Mims, Jets Mims brings some excitement, yo. <laughs> Yeah, he brings some excitement, some intrigue, right? Yeah. Um, we've got the 6-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers. First in the division, Ooh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Traveling to Baltimore to take on the 5-1 and Baltimore Ravens. This is a 46.5 point total. The Ravens are 3.5 point favorites. That is odd. But in terms of injuries, Mark Ingram, running back for the Ravens, was a DMP two days in a row with the high ankle sprain. That he suffered uh, two games ago against the, if I'm not mistaken, the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, so in terms of uh, injuries for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Deontay with the toe, Juju with the knee. They were both DMPs on Wednesday. But obviously, as we know, they do this thing every week. Uh, So they practiced on Thursday. So expect them both to play Sunday, which is huge for the Ravens. but in terms of this matchup, I mean, I'm afraid to play Deontay, uh, but I, I I will if I have to. I mean, I mean we've seen before Terry McLaurin do this, uh, Travis Fulgham. You know they've had good games going into the teeth of this defense just because the, the you know they get targeted enough to walk out with something significant. So. Uh, I think that you can play both of these guys there, or mm-hmm. uh, Deontay Johnson, but James Conner. I think you can totally play him this week. Obviously, uh, you know Pittsburgh is gonna gonna be in this game. They're gonna be trying to score, get points. Uh, James Conner will be involved in the offense, but I think that's really it. Maybe Chase Claypool if I need some upside. Uh, but uh, you know, Greg, we talked about this before we even hit record. Like, do you even play Lamar? Uh, I think I do. Uh, I would go Wentz here. We talked about Carr and Lamar. Uh, if you need upside, Carr was Carr is uh, definitely the better play. Uh, but if you're just looking for you know s- consistent production, Lamar would definitely provide that that safe floor of about 16, 17 points. Uh, Hollywood is in play for for me. Pittsburgh has not been good against the wide receiver. Uh, Mark Andrews, obviously you're going to play him at running back. Seems like we'll get a two-man show with Dobbins and Edwards. Uh, Edwards obviously has the touchdown upside, but I'm hoping after the bye week and with Ingram being hobbled that we see uh, you know Dobbins unleash a little bit in the pass game. I mean, Pittsburgh is pretty good against the, the running back, uh, running back, uh, running backs out of the backfield, giving up receptions. They, they allow the least amount of targets and least amount of receptions to the running back position. Uh, but we've seen Dobbins flexed out on multiple occasions as a as a receiver sometimes, and he's even made uh, he's comfortable making catches from that from that situation as well. So I'm not saying that I'm rushing out to go play Dobbins. I'm not even saying that this is similar to what happened with DeAndre Swift. All I'm saying is that if you are in trouble. At the running back position, uh, Dobbins makes a ton of sense, uh, in my opinion. If if just if you're in trouble, but uh, sneaky DFS play. But Greg, where are you at? Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of the more very entertaining games. I think even with uh, the possibility of it not being high scoring, I think just AFC North divisional oh, classic. Yeah. Like this is so exciting to me, honestly. Uh, I'm gonna go with the mm-hmm. under though. I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover, and I'm gonna take the Steelers to win. Um, this is also probably the toughest game to call because you really don't know what's really going to happen. But on Pittsburgh side, uh, I think you can play James Conner. You can play. I'm gonna say you can. Go, yeah, go. I'm gonna g- agree with you. And you can play Deontay Johnson. 
just because his target share is just going to be so good. Uh, it's been great every week. Um, uh, I'm not playing Big Ben uh, on the mm-hmm. Baltimore side. I'm pretty much Lamar. You can throw out there as give you a safe floor. Uh, Hollywood, I think you can play as well because you know you you can't attack them with these receivers. This, this, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, and as far as the running backs, uh, yeah, that that argument for J.K. makes all the all the sense. It's just I just hope it's just not too ugly. I mean, if you, if you're in a situation where you need to play J.K. Dobbins, I think you can put him out there especially with the logic of the after the bye week we saw what happened with deandre swift um you know his, his usage get bumped up um so i could see the plan for jk Dobbins finally happening here yeah yeah i i again like i said it, i'm not expecting you know the explosion that we saw from swift i just think that you could potentially get you know a, a flex a flexible day out of right. jk Dobbins. i agree with that yeah, yeah. and that's it yeah um all right, so moving on to the the final matchup that we're going to cover today, uh, and it's one of my favorites. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. It's the five and one Tennessee Titans traveling to Cincinnati to take on the one five and one Cincinnati Bengals. This is a fifty four and a half point total. Uh, the Titans are six point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Oh, oh no, man. wait before you do that. Injuries. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cincinnati running back Joe Mixon DMP with the foot uh, two days in a row now so obviously not good for his his outlook heading into Sunday left tackle for Cincinnati Jonah Williams he was he's day to day with the neck injury uh, and then for Tennessee Jadavian Clowney he was a DMP with the knee injury uh, so his status is something to watch and then Jonathan Joseph uh, defensive back is dealing with an uh, is dealing with an illness so something to watch there now greg what do you got i'm even with the high over under i'm taking the over i'm taking the Bengals to cover and i'm taking the tennessee titans to win uh this is a shootout here in all like the words that i think is going to happen tennessee uh starting everyone um in both sides you're starting everyone but for tennessee Tannehill, qb1 performance mm-hmm. here derrick henry gonna mm-hmm. wild, wild out and ball aj brown gonna ball Corey Davis is also going to play well, I think, in the spot here. And as well as John mm-hmm. Smith, I think he has a bounce-back week. Um, so you're starting all those guys uh, on Cincinnati side. Uh, Joe Burrow also has QB1 upside here. Uh, and Gio Bernard with Joe Mixon being out for another week or possibly. I think he you got to start him up as giving you some low in RB1 value. And these receivers, this is probably my favorite receiving core in the league uh, with T. Higgins, mm-hmm. uh, with Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. getting that favorable matchup. And AJ Green giving you like solid flex numbers each week now. Yeah, man, I'm I'm with you. I am taking the over. I'm taking the, the Bengals to cover. Taking the Titans to win this game. Uh, I like I, I tweeted this out the other day, Greg. I know I shared this with you as well. But the Titans they are speeding up under Mike Vrabel. They're second in neutral game script pace of play uh, over the last three weeks on pace to run more than 1,060 plays after running 949 in uh, last year. And this has resulted in increased pass volume for Ryan Tannehill and, and all his weapons, uh, but it's also increased the amount of volume that Derrick Henry could potentially see this year as he's on pace for 387 carries after seeing 303 last year. So uh, A.J. Brown, he's he's been a, a major benefactor of that volume. Uh, seeing eight targets in every game, so uh, gotta love him this week. Corey Davis is in a great spot as well. He's he's actually out targeted Brown in the two games that they've played together. So uh, you know gotta love King Henry as well. And you know I love the general Ryan Tannehill this week, man. Uh, and of of course you're gonna play Johnu Smith uh, for Cincinnati. Joey B, fire him up yes, uh, alongside. Yeah, man, his three weapons, man, could it's 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 not the best, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, uh, th- they're his top three targets. So continue to fire those guys up, and then obviously we're awaiting the status of Joe Mixon. But if he is out, uh, fire up Giovanni Bernard uh, if you if you have him. So uh, any anything else in this matchup, Greg? Any anybody? Anything mm. else? No, no. It just makes more sense. You know, you you're saying Bell Belichick should be calling up AJ Green right now, man. Try to get that trade going. <laughs> yeah, man. Cam Cam needs some help over there, real bad, man. Right. So uh, that would that would be real real helpful. Um, 
I'm sorry. I was just watching because I thought Russell uh, Calvin Ridley was in the slot, but it was Russell Gage, and he was open for a touchdown. But Calvin Ridley got the ball, so I couldn't even be mad because my bold prediction is Calvin Ridley for two-plus touchdowns. Two-plus. So, don't forget. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah two-plus, two-plus. All right, Greg. Uh, so that's it, man. That's all we got for, for part one. Uh, tomorrow we will obviously cover part two. We got the remaining five games. Uh, so... Don't, don't want to miss that. Also going to get the starts of the week. Obviously don't want to miss that. Uh, so make sure you're here to check that out. Also get to play some Get Money, uh, which is which as you know, a head-to-head fan duel contest between Greg and myself. Greg, what is the what what are what is the record? Oh man, right it's, is, it's really nice these? and competitive right now. I got the win last week, so I'm I'm edged out now. I think I'm one four three on you right now because uh, thanks to Cam. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, that was that was that was a tough that was a tough one, Cam. Uh, really, really, uh, really, really, like did not come through for me last week. Yeah, yeah redraft yeah. or DFS. So, yeah. uh, but it's cool, man. I'll, I'll just kind of make it four and four. It's it's like all it's like all of the fantasy leagues this year. It's like everybody's team is either like three and I know, uh, man. three and I know. Four, <laughs> four, uh, two and five, Facts. four and three. So everybody's bunched up together, but look, man, we just got to keep stacking these wins. We just got to keep uh, winning that week. Uh, you know, build the best roster that we can. Look ahead to next week. Plan ahead. Pick up the streaming quarterback if you're if you're streaming. Pick up your streaming defense. Uh, you know, start getting ahead of some of this stuff so that we can, uh, you know, have an edge on our opponents and take down these chips, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. We we, we got you. You know. Uh, going down the line, it's the playoff push, right? Right before uh, to get in. You know, after this week, it's only it's only five weeks left in the regular season. So, uh, here we go. Yeah, let's 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 do it, yo. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Please rate, review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you know, uh, Overcast, whichever whichever. Uh, platform that you want to listen to us on we're on we're on pretty much all of them um and also if you could just follow us on uh you know twitter and instagram at ff diagnostics also give greg a follow on instagram at we underscore made it and then you can follow me as well on twitter as twitter on twitter and instagram at jr football nerd have a good one y'all and hope you enjoy thursday night football talk to you tomorrow and we are out we are out